Next on BYU Sports Nation, who says March is only about basketball? Spring football making headlines on college campuses nationwide, including at BYU. Aggression, intensity, scuffles. All part of the game is Cougar football near Saturday's scrimmage. Why Bronco Mendenhall loves it. Plus, BYU basketball, a season in review. Tyler Hawes live in studio. And the power of two for BYU softball and baseball. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here is Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Wednesday, March 26th, what is up, sports friends? I'm Spencer Linton alongside hair salon product enthusiast, Jerem Jordan. I don't even know what to say. Wherever and however you may be tuned in, Great to have you with us. <laughs> We're one day closer to Saturday's BYU Sports oh, Nation yeah. spring football special on BYU TV. It starts at 2 Eastern, noon Mountain Time. But more importantly, we are one day closer to August 29th. Countdown to Connecticut. 156 and, and 3. Yeah, that's right. Hoops. It's a double dose of the countdown today. Let us not overlook the Sweet 16 matchup for the BYU women's basketball team against number one overall seed and number one ranked UConn. The greatest team ever assembled. If you have to compare them to a team uh, in any sport, in any era, you could say they're the UCLA of the 1970s. They're really, really good. They win a lot of games. They're undefeated. And I'm guessing they're going to be like a 20, 25-point favorite in Lincoln, Nebraska on Saturday. They beat St. Joseph a lot to a little last night. 91, 52, something like that? They win that way a lot. That said, BYU has everything to gain from this game. They're rolling with house money. Quoting Zojan Harry. Betting is bad. Who, by the way, was fantastic yesterday. Her, Her smile lit up the studio. She was great. She says, what an opportunity. We get to play UConn. Yeah, she said, I want to play the Huskies. And BYU gets the Huskies Saturday, 4.30 Eastern, in Lincoln, ESPN and BYU Radio. I like that attitude. Why not? Yeah, why not? You know, they might play 20 games and BYU only wins one of those. But but what if that's the Is game? Is BYU going to win that game? Probably not. What if that's the game, Let, though? Let's be honest. But how, what if? What if? I just like the attitude approaching it. Playing with house money. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Uh, you can link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and get involved with today's Twitter topic. Today with Tyler Hawes and Tim LaCombe in studio, we asked the question, what are your expectations for next year's men's basketball team? We'll ask Tyler Haas that very question in about 15 minutes. Listen to the sports uh, to BYU Sports Nation, rather, noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Rise and shout, people. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Bronco in control. If you don't think Bronco Mendenhall has a good idea and a good hold of what's going on in his program, you're kidding yourself. He is locked into the pulse of this team. Consider the recent Jamal Williams situation that arose with his unexpected arrests and surprises. Or maybe I should just say the non-situation. It's been addressed so long ago now between he and I um, that I really don't intend to address it again. And so he's in great standing with our program, was and is now, and will be going forward. Uh, This is the best thing you could have heard from Coach Mendenhall. Great standing. Not good or sufficient or enough. We're working on it. Great standing. It's being taken care of. 
It, it and is, is and will be. It yeah. is and will be. He is in great standing and will be. That means BYU knows what happens, what's happening, and they're handling it. Bronco has handled the situation. And situations worse than this before. This isn't the first time Bronco's had some kind of issue to yeah, deal with. Yeah, he knows what's going on. The, the funny thing is they try, somebody tried to ask a follow-up question, and Bronco was like, nope, I've already addressed it. I handled it. It's a non-issue. It, so I don't, ex- I don't expect Jamal Williams to miss any sort of significant time practice. He will be involved with this BYU football team. So people say, well, what about May 7th? When, you know what? It's handled. We'll, we'll see what happens. Bronco Mendenhall yeah. said, we've handled it. So jam on Jamal. That's, that's great, great news. And I think the body language of Jamal, the way he's practicing, I kind of, I kind of anticipated that. Like, it, it doesn't seem like he's being affected. Like, I, he looked I felt like good he was yesterday okay. in yeah. practice. He ran hard. He was intense. He was excited. Michael Wadsworth, the backup safety, the guy that transferred from Hawaii, the Norm Chow deal, that guy, it tackled him. Uh, they kind of rose up and held each other. And then Jamal slapped the ball at him really hard, like, let's go, baby. Yeah. He was I, excited. Oh, I love it. Okay, here, here's the thing. Bronco Mendenhall, for those of you that don't think he's the right guy for BYU, you are... <laughs> You just don't get it. Is you there a you better don't guy for BYU? Get it. He, he fits the mold perfectly, and he's getting better in his tenure. We're approaching year number 10 with Bronco Mendenhall. I can't believe we're in year 10 with Bronco and Dave Rose next year. Isn't it nice to know that your coach has under things under control, a, a breath of fresh air? He has to steer the ship, so yes. Man, I, I can't say enough about the job he's done. And handling tough situations. Like, he's, he's been through this. He was here during the fallout of 2004 with Gary Croton years. Like, he, he knows because he's experienced this. And the Jamal Williams situation is just more evidence that the coach knows what's going on. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. Springtime intensity. Oh, I love it. It's very competitive. It's very physical. It's very tough. And I'd kind of be concerned if it wasn't that way. And only time it bothers me if there's a single player that seems to be at the center of it the majority of time, then it becomes more about him than the team. Aggression. Intensity. Scuffles! As we saw Jerem just a minute ago. At least I did anyway. Uh, They're chippy. Is that a good or a bad thing? Do you like that, Jerem? I'm with Bronco. I want some of it. I don't want excess, but I want a little bit because that shows that the guys are excited. And, and look, the team has the Eagle Scouts, has the return missionaries. I realize this. There needs to be some physical intensity. Football is not for nice people. It can't, you know, like off the field. But on the field, you need, especially defensively, you need to be a mean person. How do you not get riled up? Fire. How do you, you not get fired up during this? You're, you can you're competing be fired for up positions. In the spirit of clean competition, you can be fired up and physical. That's why they wear pads, so they can hit each other. And I love it. I don't want BYU to be excessively defense versus offense, uh, punching each other. You know, there's, there's a line there. But like Bronco said, you know, you want some intensity. Yeah, and these guys are itching to tackle each other. Saturday at the scrimmage, you're going to see some tackles. These guys... Uh, get along together as a team, but there's some rivalries, offense, defense. That's fine because once they step onto the field against Connecticut, it's one team, baby. But for now, it's sort of two teams trying to figure themselves out. They have identity. You've said it a number of times. Right now, there are two teams. There are two BYU teams. In the fall, they're one team. One team. But right now, there are two teams, the offense and the defense. Robertson Daniel, a defensive specialist, a guy that's floating between defensive back or safety. We're not sure where he's going to play, but he's 
certainly being tested. He'll be on the field. He joined us in studio yesterday, and he, he talked about the physical nature and why it's necessary for a team to progress. I, mean, I feel like that's the way it's got to be if you want to be a good football team. Um, I mean, when we're, when we're off the field, we're one team. Once we're on the field and it's practice mode, it's a Saturday. Every day is a game day, and that's the way we have to treat it. He was a great interview. He gave great insight to what goes on to the menta- in the mentality of a football player here at BYU. Like, you just have to play with high intensity, up-tempo. So I'm excited. Bring it. So I'm excited to see that intensity in the spring scrimmage. Now, some of the main players for BYU are not going to play. We don't know exactly who will play, but you can all but guarantee that Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams will not play in the game. But it'll be fun to see BYU uniforms in the stadium tackling each other. And we'll be there again live to Eastern with reaction from players and coaches right after the scrimmage. And when you talk about intensity, let's give you a specific example yesterday. Taysom Hill dives into the end zone to score a touchdown. And, and then just this and massive... then there was this, there was this crazy pile of the whole offense congratulating Taysom and celebrating that drive. And then somehow Sky Povey is like underneath <laughs> the lineman against the fence. It, got, it was weird. At Doug McClellan about Bronco, it's not that Bronco fits the mold of a BYU coach. He is creating the mold. No other coach yes. got it like he does. Well said, Doug McClellan. Yeah, Bronco Mendenhall is the guy for this team. Completely agree. Let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat. Number one, we talked about women's hoops. They were featured in the New York Times this was yesterday. Awesome. Read this article if you haven't. We've tweeted it out. They'll play the number one overall seed, undefeated number one ranked UConn in Lincoln, Nebraska on Saturday. Check them out in the New York Times yesterday. Great article. BYU softball beats Oregon 6-5 to five in their home opener. Here's the thing. Oregon is ranked number two in the country. The, I mean, BYU has the thing against number two teams in the country. BYU baseball channels their karma once again. Michael Littlewood was in studio earlier this yeah. week. And they beat Utah 4-3 to three in extra innings Very nice. in Salt Lake City. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Oh, yeah. Two. BYU softball has two wins versus the number two team in the country, Tennessee and Oregon. And baseball has two wins in two games against the fighting Pac-12s. How about that? BYU softball, like, the West Coast Conference is not a strong softball conference. Well, they just started as a softball conference. Right. And when you beat two teams that are ranked number two in the country, how how do you not feel like, we can can win every game? BYU's 11-18. and They play a really tough non-conference schedule. Great win, including an inside-the-park home run, by the way. Grand slam. Inside-the-park grand slam in that game. Awesome. Well done, ladies. Our Twitter question today is, what are your expectations for next year's BYU men's basketball team? It's winter time. At Stevie PF 22 regular season champs, Sweet 16. All right. Okay, ambitious. Eights does work in the post. Jamal Eights, transfer from UNLV. Chase Fisher sets season three's record. Tyler Haas sets the all-time scoring record. And Kyle Collinsworth has two or more triple doubles. Wow. By the way, Jennifer Hampson. That's has, your expectation? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just a hope. Jennifer Hampson's come close twice to getting a triple double. I yep. heard this yesterday. Do you, one block away twice. One block away twice. Do you know how many triple doubles have happened in the history of women's hoops? 14. 14? I was going to say none. Hi- in the history. Oh, okay. At BYU, of, none. No, of NCAA women's hoops. Wow. 14. Wow. At Bridger Hill says, WCC champs improved three-point defense and shooting. We'll be back with more of your tweets. What are Tyler Hodd's expectations for the Hoops team next year? Let's ask him. He'll join us in studio live to answer the question. This is BYU Sports Nation.
This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. The show airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app. Get it done. It's also on demand, Spencer. Audio on BYUSportsNation.com and video on BYUTV.org slash DVR. Our Twitter question today is, what are your expectations for next year's men's basketball team at BYU? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Keep your responses coming in. We are joined by one of the nation's top scorers, a leader on this BYU basketball team, Tyler Haas, who has a little more free time on his hands these days after a, a really successful yet emotional season. Tyler, what are you doing with uh, your free hours these days? Gosh, no, I, I'm trying to get caught up in school, trying to just relax a little bit and clear my mind, and uh, we'll start up again in a few weeks. Reestablish yourself in the dating game. Yep. Exactly. No, I, pro- I probably should start dating again. <laughs> yeah, and you've started with uh, your clothes. Uh, you look like uh, something from like Step Up or something like you're going to go yes. street dance. <laughs> is, is there any motivation to this look? It looks relaxing. It is. It's my relaxed look. and Sweatshirt. S- sweatshirt. My, brother, my brother's hat. So T- TJ, TJ, if TJ's watching, listening, he's like, hey, that's my hat. What the heck? Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll hear about it. There's nothing he can do about it, though, because it's TV, and you're here, and he's not. <laughs> that, exactly. That's the great part about it. Tyler Haas, BYU basketball player, joining BYU Sports Nation. This season, Tyler, from my perspective, was uh, the entire spectrum of emotions that a team can possibly go through. Injuries, big wins, tough losses. How would you sum up BYU basketball this season? Uh I think it was a successful year, but a challenging year. I mean, there were there were points in the year where uh, it felt like all was lost. Uh, I mean, around Christmas time and around New Year's, I mean, we had lost four in a row. And but I, I was really proud of uh, just our fight and the way guys stayed together, and we were able to turn our conference around and um, you know make it to the championship game of our tournament and make it to the NCAA tournament. So. Just, I, I was really proud of the way our guys stuck together and hung in there. And I was impressed by uh, there were a couple of you know low points that BYU basketball hadn't really encountered in seasons <laughs> past because you played a tougher schedule. Mm-hmm. What what was what was the lowest of those points? Um, gosh, probably probably when we lost to Utah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, I mean you can take losses from like Iowa State and Wichita State and. I mean, they still hurt, but those are those are really good teams, and you just hate losing to the to the guys in red, and by that big of a margin. So, I mean, there's obvious, there's lots of things uh, we need to look back on and and learn from and get better at. Um, but I mean, we have most of our guys back next year, and so uh, you know, hopefully, <clears throat> all of our experience this year will help us next year. So I asked you about the low point. So what was the high point? Yeah, I'll switch it up. <laughs> Let's get that <laughs> the out of high the way. Point. Get, Besides the, high. the uh, Chicago uh, lip sync. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely Which got you point. more on the map, my friend. <laughs> I guess so. I, I, I took a lot of grief for that. Um, probably the high point um, was probably when we, won, when we beat St. Mary's at home, beat Gonzaga at home, and then we went to St. Mary's and won. Um, 
I was just uh, that was a, a really fun time for our guys, you know, just because we we hadn't beat St. Mary's yet, and it had been a while since we uh, had beaten Gonzaga, and so uh, that was that was definitely a fun time of the year. When you are announced as a ten seed in the NCAA tournament and find out that not only are we in, but we're we're not even close to one of the last four teams in, how validating was that moment for you as a team? It was very validating, uh, and it, and we have to give a lot of credit to our coaches and the people that put our schedule together. Um, I think there's something to be said for going out and playing against really good teams and challenging yourself in in the preseason, and uh, that's what we did. And we weren't afraid to to play anyone, and it, it was fun throughout the year to to follow teams and be like, yeah, we played them, and we know we can uh, compete with anyone. Stanford in the Sweet 16. Iowa State in the Sweet 16. Wichita State was supposed to be in the Sweet 16. Come on. <laughs> messed up my bracket. Uh, do you kind of root for the teams that you played against that maybe helps you feel better in some way about the season? <laughs> no, for sure. No, I, I root for them. Um, it's fun, fun to, to watch those guys and people that you've played against and that you know you can compete with. And um, So, yeah, for sure, I'm definitely rooting for them. I, I was rooting for Wichita State, too. I yeah. wanted them yeah. to to go far come on boys (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Hodge joining BYU Sports Nation the nation's seventh leading scorer this season and uh, on pace for six number six oh sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry to slight you like that (laughs) 23.2 points per game how dare I do that (laughs) just uh just a few more points less than uh, Doug McDermott your homeboy from the university games nice Jerem's here to keep things straight right keeps us on track (laughs) yeah absolutely uh he was seven last year, six this year. Okay. So fifth, okay. Ne- fifth right. next year? Fifth next year. Okay. And I feel smaller now. Uh, <laughs> you win, Jerem. Three, two, and one. Let's yeah. start the <laughs> yeah. this, Is this live? Uh, Tyler Howes on BYU Sports Nation. You take on Oregon for the second time in the NCAA tournament, and y- you battle in that game. You're within eight at halftime. You get the game to within three. Um, I believe you're down 59-56 or 56-53, something like that. What happened at that point in the game where you kind of felt things slip off the rails? Gosh, no, we were just fighting and battling to to get back in the game, and we hit some big shots to cut it to three. And uh, you got to give Oregon a lot of credit. We tried to take away, um, you know, a, a few things that they wanted to do, and they just countered it and were able to make free throws. And they uh, they were hitting their shots in that that mid range area and. Uh, they just made plays to to break it back open, um, which was which was tough. Uh, but they're a really good team. What are the positives you take away from a game like that? Uh, I think it's it, it's just experience for our guys. Uh, a lot of our guys hadn't been to the NCAA tournament, and so uh, just to be there and and play under uh, lights like that, and uh, just the whole tournament atmosphere uh, is is really good experience for for us in our program. Tyler Hawes is on BYU Sports Nation. Before we move on to looking ahead to next year, at the beginning of the year, I looked at the roster and I saw, okay, 10 scholarships players, a little undermanned due to scholarship. Uh, you know, you have guys coming back this next year and freshmen and whatnot. And then no seniors. So I thought, this will be an interesting year because there's talent on this team, but I'm not sure what the expectation is. I thought NCAA tournament, and you got to the NCAA tournament. Were you satisfied with the season, or are you left wanting a little bit more uh, I mean, it was a week ago. I imagine there's some of that, but mm-hmm. how did you feel about it? No, I mean, I, I feel satisfied uh, with the way we finished uh, and the way with the way we 
you know, hung with it. And uh, when at certain points in the year, it felt like uh, we could have gone sideways or, you know, things were were done. But um, there's definitely a lot of motivation going into next season. Uh, we we want to win our, our conference. And uh, we're going to, you know, evaluate things we need to get better at and, and have a really good off season and, and make that our, our number one priority. We talk about the expectations for next season. In fact, that's our Twitter question today. What are the expectations for BYU basketball, according to the fans? What are your expectations for this team next year? Besides winning a conference championship, which you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, just continue to build on the, the things that we learned this year. Uh, take no steps backward. Um, we have to get better on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, everyone on this team can score. Uh, everyone's really capable and talented that way. And so if we can figure out a way to play defense and, and get stops consistently, uh, I think we can be really good next be scary year. good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, scoring the ball, not a problem. You guys finished top 10 in uh, scoring offense, one of the best in the country. The number one team in the NCAA tournament as well. So you guys figured that out. So uh, defensively as a team, but you as an individual, how do you get better uh, going into your season, se- senior season, a season in, w- in which you may pass Jimmer Fredette for the career points. Yeah, now there, there's little things that uh, I'm going to have to sit down and you know I'll watch all my all my clips, all my shots, um, all my turnovers. You know, some of that stuff's hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. um, but th- there's there's lots of little things I can do better at, um, and then I obviously need to become a better defender, uh, and that's something going forward and at the next level that uh, you have to have in your game. Tyler Haas on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Kyle Collinsworth is just a a tough injury at a really bad time. Uh, He says he's been losing some weight, but he seems to be positive. Mm -hmm. Um, In your contact with him and the communication you've had with him since the injury, what, uh, what has that been like? Yeah, no, it's it's tough. I mean, there's no way around of it, it being a, a really tough situation. You hate to see a, a guy like Kyle go down like that and and have to go through you know a six month process uh, like he's going through. But I've been really impressed with his attitude and uh, his uh, just how positive he is about everything. And uh, I, I we went over to his apartment when we got back from uh, the conference tournament and uh, you know, we didn't talk too much about his knee, uh, but he was on crutches. Uh, he, he has a, a little basketball hoop in his house that he was still messing around on. <laughs> Getting we're shots like, up. Yeah. We're like Kyle, <laughs> take it easy, bro. Uh, but he's, he's got a good outlook on life and he'll be back. Tyler Haas is on BYU sports nation. You lose Eric Mika to a mission. Uh, his girlfriend got his her mission called to the same mission. Crazy. Yeah, what in the world? Yeah. I don't know. How nice would that be? <laughs> <laughs> a girlfriend? Is that what you said? <laughs> oh, wow. Additions to next year's team <laughs> as we awkwardly transition. Yes. Jamal Eights, Isaac Nielsen, Ryan Andrus, post players, Chase Fisher, Jordan Chapman, the guards. What kind of impact do you think they'll have on next year's team as I still feel funny about saying that coming? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think they'll have a really big impact. Um, you know, we expect Isaac and, and Jamal to come in and, and establish a big presence for us inside and try and fill that role that, that Eric played this year. And then, um, you know, obviously Chase and, and Jordan, they're really good shooters and really good playmakers coming in. And so 
uh, we're excited to have him. And, and then Ryan Andrews, too, uh, really good local kid and just a, another solid, solid presence inside. But he went to American Fork. You can embrace that? Being a Lone uh, Peak guy? I have to, right? Of <laughs> course, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, two final things, Tyler. One, always wear your wristband in the RB. Okay? Oh, no. just, just make sure. For those not familiar with this, <laughs> last summer, Tyler goes to shoot in the RB, the Richards Building, and he's not wearing a wristband, so some student kicks him out. That's uh, not going to happen this summer, It was is it? the same student over and over again. <laughs> Wait, this happened multiple times? Oh, yeah. What? Oh, like yeah. someone's out. That is ridiculous. I'm going to make like a card for you that looks all official that says sixth leading score in the country. I can shoot wherever the heck I want on campus. <laughs> the second thing is uh, if you want to give a shout out to the Philippines, uh, do so. I'd like to hear the shout out in Tagalog to the Philippines. Okay. Gusukong Ibigayang Isang shout out sa mga Filipino ko sa Philippines. Mahal ko kayo. Sana maayos kayo lahat. Um, sa lahat na naapektuhan ng Baguio, sana uh, um, bumangon kayo. We don't have all day time. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. Shout out to Jamal. I, can I translate? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is my favorite show. We have, I love everybody in the Philippines. <laughs> we have a Rise Up flag we'd like you to sign if that's all right. Sweet. Uh, and uh, thanks for the time and good luck. As you prepare for next season. Thanks. Yeah, Appreciate it, guys. Congratulations on a fantastic season. Thank you. All right. What is the off-season focus for the BYU basketball team? That is our Twitter question today. Keep those responses coming. Just tag BYUSN. Hashtag BYUSN. Our season recap continues with BYU assistant coach Tim Lacombe next live in studio. He'll answer that question as well. This is BYU Sports Nation. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. That was the sophomore finance major from Pocatello, Idaho, Taysom Hill. <laughs> That's the way they announced him at the devotional yesterday. The big man on campus, the quarterback, Taysom Hill. Hey, this Saturday, watch Taysom Hill and the Cougars. Well, watch Taysom on the sideline. Uh, a special edition of BYU Sports Nation. Reaction from coaches and players live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium to Eastern. BYU TV, baby. We've never done anything like that. We're stoked to be there. A very beefy Taysom Hill at that. He's 228. 228 He got asked how much he weighs. He's 228. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, how about the Tuesday BYU had? Women's basketball featured in the New York Times. BYU baseball knocks off Utah 4-3. And the softball team upsets number 2-ranked Oregon 6-5 to in their home opener. With an inside-the-park grand slam. Well done, BYU. Awesome. Uh, you know what would make that better? This, this conversation better? If we brought in a BYU Tim basketball Lacombe, assistant our coach. Our homeboy, Tim Lacombe. And what do you know? Tim Lacombe in studio. TV magic. With BYU radio. Sports Nation. Bang. Coach, welcome to the set. Um, have you had a chance to relax a little bit over the past few days? Uh, you know, you always kind of take a breath after it's all, all said and done and, and kind of realize there's a world going on around you. Um, but... Still plenty to do, lots going on. Um, you kind of just shift gears from game planning to kind of taking a look at how the season went and things you need to improve on and kind of start getting to work for next year. So, uh, yeah, it slowed down a little bit, but always something to do. Uh, we just had Tyler Hawes on. Big, bigger challenge, him passing Jimmer and scoring or getting a girlfriend going into the next season? Oh, 
I don't think uh, him getting a girlfriend it would be that hard. I think. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, especially either. if he just keeps speaking to Golic, right? I mean, that's pretty impressive. That is, that impressive. is impressive. It's it was really for like impressive. a minute, but it was really impressive. But I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have no idea. Obviously, neither did you guys because you were talking about how he was saying Sports Nation is the best show on that television. That was the clear translation, right? But man, Jerem googled it. That's impressive stuff. When a guy can go learn, and I, I can barely learn names in my own language <laughs> and, and yeah. retain them, let alone another language. BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe with us on BYU Sports Nation. Always great insight. Good to have him with us again. Coach, recapping a remarkable season, really. I mean, I look at the job that the coaching staff did, Dave Rose. The amount of challenges and peaks and valleys you guys had to go through was just, in my mind, it was very impressive that you got to the NCAA tournament. How would you sum up what happened this season? Well, it, it's it's easy. The easiest way to talk about it is we always have three goals for the program. First one's to win our league. Obviously fell short there by a couple games. Um, had a couple of disappointing stretches within the league that kind of set us back. Uh, second goal is always to get to the tournament, and we were able to achieve that, and yeah, we're really check. excited. Yeah, we, we were able to check that box. And as bleak as things kind of looked mid-year in the league to where these guys kind of started to believe and, um, and picked up the pace and, and the energy and the focus, um, we're really excited about being able to do that and get back to the tournament. Um, and third goal is always to try to advance in that tournament. Yeah. We fell short there. We played a really good Oregon team, um, kind of made a run there in the second half, and we all felt like, here we go. Yeah. And uh, and then they kind of answered that run, and, and we weren't able to counter that. But overall, I think if you look back, take a, a step back at the difficulty of our schedule, a lot of the different things we had to go through, um, overall, I think to get to the tournament, uh, to play our best basketball in in February and in, in, into March, uh, get to the championship game of the WCC tournament through a couple tough games. Uh, overall, you got to feel pretty good about uh, the fact that this team really responded to some tough things. BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe is on BYU Sports Nation. This season was so unique. Under Dave Rose, nine seasons, I thought this was the most unique season in that you played a stronger schedule than BYU had ever played under Dave Rose. You have zero seniors. You're relying on freshmen and newcomers like a Mika, Worthington, Halford, Bartley, these new guys. You had, you had half a turnover uh, of roster. Uh, and then you only have 10 available scholarship players. Uh, how did you think you did given the challenges that I just mentioned? Like I said, I think um, you look back and there's things that you always feel like, man, we could have done better, we could have done better here. But with all that taken into consideration, we feel like, um, and always, Coach always seems to, to make the right move. And he's, he, he's never disappointed me in the seven years I've been here. Uh, he seems to know his roster and his guys better than anyone else. Um, there's a lot of people on the outside that say maybe you should do this, do that. But he seems to always push the right button. And no, no different this year. Um, we were, I think, at one point in the season, eight and seven. We lost our first two games in league. Um, and coach kind of just m- moved some things around. You know, we kind of uh, put a focus on on different guys in different spots, and everybody seemed to respond and everybody bought in. And the thing that's exciting to me about this year's team is I don't know that I've been around a group that as close as these guys were. You know, we would leave a meeting and the coaches would leave and the guys would stay and they'd be in there for an hour enjoying being around each other. So there wasn't a lot of the jealousy, the clicks, and I think ultimately that's kind of what held us all together. Tim Lacombe, BYU basketball assistant coach on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. That closeness was obvious when you were watching the NCAA tournament selection show. 
uh, I believe at Dave Rose's house. And uh, you, I mean, there's an embrace with, with you hugging Coach Rose and the guys just going crazy. Um, for me, that was certainly a highlight of the season. It didn't even happen on the court, but it happened off the court. What was that going through? Uh, what was going through your mind during that whole experience? Well, with that being such an important thing to us getting to the tournament uh, and, and not really knowing, particularly with Kyle's injury, whether we were going to be penalized for that or yeah. how we were going to be penalized. And, you know, everybody was talking about us being the last team in. So it was it was pretty tense. And there were a couple of slots that came and went that we felt like we could be in with the Thursday-Saturday play. Um, so when they flashed it, I, I don't know that any of us in the room, particularly when they flashed Oregon because we'd played them before, were all quite prepared to be the team yeah. that was going to play there. And so I think it was a couple of those things where it was really tense and we weren't expecting, per se, that spot. Um, but the room erupted. Uh, the funny thing is we had uh, some people upstairs that weren't in the room that said they like they literally felt electricity, you know, come through the floor. <laughs> and um, damages. It, to it the was it was a, it was a great experience, a great day and, and really happy because the guys worked hard for that and for them to be rewarded for it and for the committee to realize the body of work and and everything we would kind of been through. That was really a neat day. Who had the best celebration in that room? Oh man, I I never did watch the watch the replay. Of you haven't it. watched it? No, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I need to see There's it. So many, good. You need, we've watched it like twenty times. We've broken each, just down to see the different guy after yeah. individual. Stuff. Uh, you know, I just I I was the happiest for Coach. Um, he 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 has given his heart and soul to this place, and he's been through so much. And getting to that tournament and what that means for our program, I know how important that is to him. Um, that to me, coaches, I, I like I, said, I haven't seen it, but to me, his his reaction probably had to have been the best. He said that he paid an unusual amount of attention uh, to bracketologists and bubble talk. Like he had never done that before, but he caught, he got involved in that this year. Did you get that sense from him? Do you have those conversations? Yeah, with him? when we'd meet as a staff, you know, we, we were definitely kind of looking at all the numbers and. We felt the same way. Like we felt like we our numbers. If you just looked at raw numbers, that our numbers were as good or better than any of those people we were going against. So we didn't all want to jinx ourselves. So nobody really brought it up. But after the fact, you know, we all said, "Man, everybody's talking about this team or that team," and and we were well above them. But we all kind of felt that with the numbers and kind of looking at it. So it, it's a helpless time. That week is a long time when yeah. you lose that championship game, and then you've got to sit through all those games. And everybody's prognosticating about what has to happen. Um, so it was, it was a crazy week. We were just gra- grateful to have it over and, and to be in. How is Kyle Collinsworth, and do you expect him to be ready near the beginning of, the, of next season? Kyle's surgery went really well. Um, he's, he's as tough a competitor as I've ever been around. So I don't doubt that he'll be on track uh, to be ready for next year. Uh, with no setbacks, hopefully, wow. you know, is what we're all kind of hoping for. And that'd be best case scenario, right? Right. Six months. About. Right. And I'm I'm definitely a, a best case scenario mm-hmm. guy. I mean, I've been married for twenty something years, and <laughs> that's how I got my wife to you know to buy into that whole marriage thing. <laughs> she was your best case. <laughs> scenario. That's right. And, and but uh, no, I think Kyle is. I, I think he's right now. He's he's in a lot of pain. He's struggling. He's going through all the tough stuff. But like I say, I believe that he's he's as competitive and driven as any kid we've ever had. Um, we're going to go see him, you know, here today and and have lunch with him and kind of get a, a better feel for it. But feel really good about 
uh, the surgery, the doctors are real positive about it. The one thing the doctor did say is that he, he the one thing he can do all summer is shoot free throws. Which oh, will oh, be, you know, which did you laugh great. when he said that? No, no. <laughs> he, he he's like he's like most of the guys who I operate on. Yeah. I'm not don't do all basketball. I do all sports, but. In basketball, they become better free throw shooters, and you know, I know that that's a huge goal of Kyle's, yeah. and so hopefully that works out well for for him and for everybody. Tim Lacombe, BYU basketball assistant coach, joining BYU Sports Nation right now. Coach Tyler Haas talked a lot about team defense. We asked him what what's the point of emphasis this off season. He said, "Well, I want to work on myself becoming an, a better defender individually," and then he talked about team defense. Is that where you put priority number one? Yeah, I, I do believe that uh, overall we. We probably had our, our biggest difficulty uh, night in, night out with, with guarding. And we've got to become more committed as a team to guarding. And it's, it's a team thing. I mean, you can – four of the guys out there, three and a half guys out there can do their job and, and somebody lets the team down. And it all kind of comes back to, to the, the, the importance of a possession, valuing the importance of a possession. And I think offensively we, we got way better as the season went on at valuing opportunities and in, in, in when we had advantages. Um, I think that's something we do, though. We have to – every guy has to kind of look at himself in the mirror. We've got to make sure that um, it's uh, – it's, it, right from the very beginning it's a priority uh, because you can see that you can score a lot of points in this tournament, but you can, there's, everybody's pretty talented out there, so you've got to kind of have some, some juice to your defense. Really feel like – you know, if you break everything down with how fast we play and the number of possessions we play, sometimes oh, yeah. points per, points get a little bit skewed, um, and percentages aren't that crazy out of whack. But it's just a stop here, another stop there. Um, I, I felt like we were pretty good on the glass this year. We just we just need to all of us need to kind of just buy into how can we get a little bit better defensively and help us win three, four, five, six more games. Yeah, once you get a few more stops, look out. We're talking. Uh, we're talking Sweet Sixteen. You know, it's a, it could be that close. Well, thank you for the time. We want you to sign this Rise Up flag if you have a minute. It might devalue it. Is that right? No, no, no absolutely no. Come not. All right. Come on, All we right. have great signatures on here. Tim Lacombe, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you uh, in a couple weeks, months. I don't know. Hey, it's great being with you. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Tim. All right. thanks, Tim's coach. always on the show. I love Tim. I know he's a, he's a regular. He's a great regular. Hey, what's the chance that the BYU women's basketball team gets to the Elite Eight? We'll answer that question next. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars just 156 days away from the season opener against Connecticut. BYU Sports Nation continues right now on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're live in Studio B. Coming April 2nd, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and in the Marriott Center with fans for the first time ever. The Y Awards, hosted by Studio C. Join us April 2nd, 9 Eastern on BYU Television. You know what I want to do right now? Play What's the BYU Chance. BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Here's how it works. We'll throw out one sentence. Jeremy and I will answer that question with a percentage. What's the chance of the following things happening? Let's get it rolling. Number one. What's the chance BYU tops their win total of 23 wins this year? 90%. I don't care that they're going to play another hard schedule with the Maui Invitational and UMass and at Utah State. They're going to play good teams, but they're going to be a better team, even without Eric Mika. They get a lot of people coming in. They, they 90% chance BYU wins more than 23 games next year. 92.6%. <laughs> I think BYU won't play as tough a schedule. There will still be 
really tough. It's going to be close to as tough, but I think BYU doesn't lose games like at Pacific and at Portland next year. Number two. What's the chance the BYU women basketball team upsets UConn? 5%. This is tough. This is tough. This is fair. We're, We're dealing with a team that has dominated everybody for a more than a decade consistently okay and I said earlier in the show BYU plays this team 20 times they might win one why not have Saturday be that one why I say not? 5% why not us they should say that I go 3.8% just to be different BYU and Connecticut that's a really tough for BYU but if they get something if something crazy happens maybe they win number three what's the chance Taysom Hill enters fall camp weighing 228 plus. There is no chance Taysom Hill weighs 228 plus. With the amount of running he's going to do in fall camp, zero. Zero percent chance he will be under 228. He'll still be very strong and a physical specimen, just like he was in fall camp last year, another year stronger. But there's no chance... He's 228 plus. He's going to run so much that he's going to lose at least a few pounds. 19.6%. Yeah, 228. 228. Like, is he a safety? (laughs) Robert and I in the fall said, yeah, he looks like an NFL safety. Well, yeah, 228, baby. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. No chance. No chance. Number four. What's the chance BYU baseball sweeps the season series against that team up north? Is there any question? 100%. (laughs) We have given them the BYU Sports Nation karma for good against that team up north. For good. For good. Wow. It's it's settled in last night in the 11th inning. There was a special feeling that came over the dugout when they remembered, oh, yeah, we have the karma. Karma. We're not going to lose. 100%. Uh, I'll go go (laughs) 98.7%. The end. (laughs) Number five. (laughs) What's the chance BYU men's volleyball sweeps of the weekend versus Santa Barbara and UCLA? I'm feeling spicy today. 100%. BYU does not lose at home. They do not lose at home. They just don't. 21 match win streak. They're going to roll Santa Barbara. I think they sweep that match. And then I think they take it to UCLA. BYU wins both games at home this weekend. I will join you on the 100%. Train 100% BYU takes down Santa Barbara. Okay. Yeah, that's wonderful. Santa Barbara and UCLA this weekend, both on BYU TV, by the way. Number six. What's the chance Jerem Jordan gets that haircut today? (laughs) 99%. Please, Jerem, 99%. 100%. It's happening today. It's going to happen today. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. there, it's, there uh, you go. It's getting, getting long on the sides. <laughs> yeah, it's the party <laughs> horn. Yeah, that sounds like a crazy party. <laughs> Ain't no party like a Provo party. Oh, what are your expectations for next year's men's basketball team at BYU? You got tweets. <laughs> oh, you hate us right now, don't you, for that haircut No, I stuff. love all okay. of you. All right. Oh, no, I need one. I'm the first one to all right. agree 100%. Uh, I didn't finish all of at Bridger Hill's tweet the first time around. Uh, he said, WCC champs improved three-point defense and shooting, top 25 ranking, and a first-round win. Now, I think that is a, a logical expectation. What's your, some, what's your answer to this question? My expectation yeah. is almost the same as that. And it deals with what Tim Lacombe just told us were the three goals they have every year. Win the conference regular season championship, Go make the, the NCAA tournament. tournament, and win at least one game. That would That's a success. How is that not a success? Yes. 
So I think that's the expectation for me and for the team. If they get to the Sweet 16, bonus. I'll tell you another thing I expect. Tyler Haas to pass Jim Fred in okay. career points. I like that. That's going to happen next year, barring injury. He only, I haven't looked up the math again, but it's going to be something like uh, 18.5 points per game. At Jerem Jordan says Tyler Haas becomes the all-time leading scorer at BYU. And gets a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably happen too. At Laser Sheep, Jamal Ates and Chase Fisher will be our exciting newcomers that contribute. I see an elite eight team next year with depth. Wow. That is ambitious. Hey. Is that an expectation or is that just like yeah. A, yeah. a dream scenario? A hope. I mean, that would be... My hope for that. Keanu Reeves thinks that would be most excellent. <laughs> I think if BYU got to the NCAA tournament and they won a game, that's, that's kind of the standard that you want. Get, at, get there and win. At Tasha Lynn, 19. I expect Tyler to break Jimmer's scoring record and lead the team on the tourney train. Oh, yeah. And I still hope he hits 53 points is. in a game. Yeah, that's, that's what we there need right is. there. Breaking Jimmer's record of 52, wouldn't that be something? A BYU upsets the number two team in the country in a rare fashion at home. What a softball opener. Find out all that in the whip next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out at BYU Broadcasting in Studio B. You know what time it is, brother? 10.53 Mountain Time. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's basketball. The number one team in your hearts, BYU, is playing the number one team in the land, Connecticut, this Saturday in the Sweet 16 in Lincoln, Nebraska. 4.30 Eastern live on ESPN and BYU Radio. If you missed it, BYU Women's Hoops featured in an article in the New York Times. If you haven't read it, go check it out. We've tweeted the link today. Pretty stinking cool. Rugby. It's a weeknight match for BYU Rugby at Southfield tonight as the Cougars host Cal Poly 9 Eastern. BYU, oh, by the way, 11-1 and one this season. Baseball. It wasn't 20-3, but the Cougars beat the Utes yesterday in Salt Lake City 4-3. A win's 11. a win. That means BYU owns two wins over Utah in an aggregate score of 24-6 on the Fighting Pac-12s. <laughs> Mike Littlewood was on the show yesterday. BYU Sports Nation karma, baby! Softball. Oh, the Fighting Pac-12s. So fantastic. That isn't their name? No. <laughs> they all have these stickers on their cars. I thought that was their logo. An enormous win for the softball team in the home opener yesterday. The Cougars take down number two Oregon. It's the second Second ranked team they've beaten this season. They took down number two Tennessee awesome. when they were number two. Awesome. Okay. Lacey Millett Hofstad made it even better, hitting an in the park grand slam. Ugh. BYU hosts a three game series with Sweet. Idaho State. Don't sleep on Idaho State. Don't you dare. Now don't sleep on Idaho State. Thank you, Trevor Maddich. <laughs> Friday and Saturday are those games. Track and field. I remember that moment. Huh? <laughs> Both the men and women's teams are in Berkeley, California for the California Multi Events Meet. That's an original name. The next two days at Cal. <laughs> Let's give an early rise and shout. Well, it's time to. <laughs> Lacey Millet Hofstad, the inside That's an of the original park. name. The inside of the park grand slam. <laughs> yeah, that was that was man. Great. Well, I don't know what I ate or didn't eat this morning. I'm going after Tyler Haas. I'm going after that. <laughs> it's all good, man. I like feisty Jerem. Do you? <laughs> I prefer feisty Jerem. Can we read a, a tweet at J, <laughs> J underscore Parker five two one? Best news I've heard today. Hashtag Jerem's haircut. <laughs> Hashtag green shirt. Ha 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 I started the haircut. Crap. <laughs> please, please tell me we're saving that. Ha 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 ha. 
Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think I said eight. Uh, On Friday's show, Michael Elisa will join us. Football player moving from (laughs) running back to linebacker. He'll be part of a stacked linebacking crew for BYU football this year. And we'll get us ready for the BYU Sports Nation Spring Football Special that will be broadcast on Saturday from Lavelle Edwards Stadium at 2 Eastern, Noon Mountain. What are your expectations for next year's BYU men's basketball team? Back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Crazy Kook Fanatic, returners take it up a notch. New players add missing key components. Jamal H. Chase Fisher. The sum is greater than the parts. Tourney train to BYU Sports Nation. At TJ Hold, my honest expectations for next year are sweet 16. Wow. Wow. An individual expectation is for T. Haas to obtain the record. Sweet 16. I would love that. That would be fantastic. I would love, I would love to just win a game in the NCAA. Go and win, win one game. Win a game. At Stevie PF22, regular season champs, Sweet 16 eights does. Oh, we've already read this one. Chase sets season three pointers record. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but okay, there's there's a hope. Okay, those are there's, yeah. there's a hope, those and then are, there's an expectation. Those are lofty. That's, I mean, you you are adding five players and losing one. Will those four additional players make that big a difference? I they'll make a difference. Yes. At Greg Crab, Kyle Collinsworth can practice free throws during his recovery. We heard that from Tim Lacombe. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I had the feeling when he said that that the the surgeon or therapist did not know Kyle Collinsworth's free throw percentage when saying that. It was more like, "Hey, here's the thing you can do," which is great news for Kyle. Yeah, may, maybe the injury is a blessing in disguise. At Greg Crab continues mm, at Bridger Hill. I'd rather it not happened. Jeremy Jordan's girlfriend joke to Tyler Haas was classic. I wrote it in my journal and will laugh about it again tonight. You said a really funny joke. I wrote it in my journal. <laughs> Thanks for our guest today. Fun stuff with Tyler Haas, Tim Lacombe, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com each and every afternoon and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Jerem's throwing things in studio again. Get the Clippers! Shout out to Kyle Morrell. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow.